morning. Uh, scripture reading this morning is Matthew 13, 44 to 52. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, that which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and sells all he has, and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he has found one pearl, of great price, went and sold everything he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they pulled it to the shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then he said unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Growing up, I was always taught to do the right thing. I never liked it because I watched people around me doing things, getting away with things, stepping on things. And uh, it just didn't seem fair that they were getting ahead. And here I am doing the right thing, and there's no repercussions for them. Like in high school, you watch the guys get their girlfriends because they're all lovey-dovey. Hey, babe, can you do my homework for me? Oh, sure, you know. And they do it. I don't comprehend it. But they skated through life. And there I am, earning my own grades. Some of them not so good. Earning my own grades. And I sat back and it's like, why is it wrong for me, to, why is it wrong for me not to get the girls to do my homework? Why is it wrong? Why is it? Why do I have these rules? Why do I have these convictions? Why does it always seem to be so lonely doing the right thing? This brings us to today's scripture in Malachi 3:13 through 18. But before we do that, we're going to pray to settle my nerves. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for today, and Lord, we thank you for giving your Son on the cross for our sins, and Lord, we thank you that you are. Re- you're our redeemer, Lord, that you're our rock, that you're our salvation. We thank you for rising again on the third day, that we don't have to fear death, but Lord, that we have an eternity with you in heaven. Lord, we thank you for the promises that you have of a fulfilled life, and Lord, may not look like what we want it to look like, but Lord, you have plans. You have plans for us, you have plans for us as a church. Lord, we just thank you and praise you, and Lord, may you speak through me today, and Lord, just, I'm a quarter in your pocket. Spend me how you see fit. Lord, it may, anything that is not of you, may it fall and be uh, manure to the soil to fertilize whatever seeds that you're planting. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit come and dwell and fill in the places that I don't speak clearly on. Lord, we just give you the honor and the glory for this morning. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So we're in Malachi 3, uh, verses 13 through 18. I'll give you a second to get there. But we're continuing on the the, or the series through Malachi that Pastor Tanner had already started. 
and we're in God's courtroom again. And he's bringing the case against, the pe- or against his people of Israel. In verses 3 through 15, we're going to see how God is against the people. In verse 16, we're going to see how the people that honor God are recorded. And finally, in verses 17 and 18, we're going to look at the reward for, the reward for those who fear and choose God. Verses 13 through 15. You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. But you say, what do you mean? How have we spoken against you? You have said, what's, this, what's the use of serving God? We have gained, we have, what have we gained by obeying his commands or trying to show the Lord Almighty that we're sorry for our sins? From now on, we will say, blessed are those who, who are arrogant. For those who do evil get rich, and those who dare God to punish them go free of harm. In some ways, I think this is very, very real to what's happening today. We've talked about the the Satan club. We've talked about people being persecuted. Why is this stuff happening? Why is God allowing this stuff to happen? We watched evil rise. We watched evil fall. But more evil takes place. Look at politics. Look at the news. It doesn't take much to realize that what's going around here Why are we the ones doing the right things? Why do we keep doing the right things to honor God? What are we gaining from it? We watch people step on one another to get ahead. We see this in companies. Maybe you're the one doing the work and someone else reaps the reward of it. We see those same companies in TV shows Glorifying drag shows, transgender, gays and lesbian relationships. This is the stuff that's happening. People are lying to the media. People are lying on social media to tear other people down. For their own glory, for their own pride, for their own their own push. And yet no one seems to care. So what stops us from participating in this? It would be really, really easy for us to say, hey, this is what the world's doing. God, if you're not going to discipline them for this and they're getting further ahead, why don't we participate? Why don't we do it? And with all the media outlets and all the stuff that we have, it is very, very easy to get involved in it. But you got to remember, we are set apart for God. If we look at verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they had said in his presence. A scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and loved to think about him. Don't read ahead. We're going to get to that part. God is omnipresent. means he's everywhere. There's nowhere that we can run, nowhere that we can hide without him knowing what, what we're doing. God also knows our hearts. Therefore, he knows what we're thinking. He knows what our our motives are. Lord, I'm just doing this because you called me to do this and I'm grumbling inside. That's not honoring and glorifying God. Lord, I'm doing this and this is falling apart. Kind of like this morning. 
this is falling apart. But you're going to be honored and glorified through this because I'm set. I'm setting my heart on you that you're going to make this right. You're going to do this. Colossians 3.23 instructs us this way. Whatever you do, work with all your heart, as for working for the Lord, and not for human masters. You see, when we focus our eyes on the Lord, he will straighten our paths. Our names will be written on the scrolls of remembrance. We see that in here. It's also written in, in Daniel. I'll read that for you. You don't have to turn there, unless you really want to. I'll give you a second. Daniel 12, 9 through 10. But he said, God now, but he said, go now, Daniel, for what I have said is for the time of the end. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials. But the wicked will continue in their wickedness. None of them will understand. Only those who, who are wise will know what it means. What keeps us from doing the, the evil that we already see? What keeps us from stopping to do that? Here God promises. Your name will be written on the, on the scroll. Your name will be written in the book of life. It's not... The people that are doing what they're doing are going to reap their rewards. Unfortunately, it's going to be for eternity. But have faith in him, that he will lead us through there. In Revelation... Revelation 3, 5 also talks about this book of life. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. We're brothers and sisters with Christ Jesus. He's the one that died and sacrificed himself for us. He's the one that purified us, that we can come before God white as snow. There's multiple other scriptures that talk about the book of life. So there's part of me that thinks that if there's multiple other scriptures, ought to be something pretty important to this, about this book of life and being remaining faithful to God. But back to the last part of today's scripture, Malachi 3, 17 through 18. Then they will be my people, says the Lord Almighty. On the day when I act, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient and dutiful child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. <clears throat> On that day, when I act, they will be my own special treasure. Think about that. God's looking at each one of us. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter if you're following him right now. Doesn't matter if you're walking with him faithfully. You are treasured to God. You, right here, are a treasure. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter what you've done or did. It can be forgiven. Doesn't matter what path you're on, God can brighten it. You are a treasure to God. We will be spared from death. <clears throat> we will be live in eternity with God. Where there's no more tears, no more hurt, no more pain. 
Then again, we will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those that serve God and those that don't. This isn't about works. This is about our hearts. God sees our hearts. But why do we need to do the right things? I still go back to that question. So why do we do what's right? What's the point of it? Why don't we use others to get ahead? The same questions that the Israelites were asking in the beginning in the world that we're living in isn't that much different. Why isn't God stopping this evil? But we're going to be refined. We're going to be purified through this. I can attest to this being very true. Many of you know my testimony. Many of you know that I've walked a long period of time without God. In fact, running away from Him. Trying to say that you're not going to control my life. You're not going to do anything. I was an enemy of His. There was no other way to put it. I thought I had friends. We would go out and party. We would do all kinds of things. But all you were chasing was the next high. All you were chasing was the next drink. All you were chasing was the next next thing. The bigger TV. The newer Xbox. This game. That game. You're chasing this girl. You're chasing that guy. You're chasing... All you're doing is chasing. You're chasing the wind. It was empty. And when things went south, as they oftentimes did... There you are, the one standing there getting the punishment and the blame while everyone else runs away. It's not easy. There was nothing that actually brought you joy. There was nothing that actually brought you contentment. But since I've committed my life to the Lord, I have a peace and a contentment that no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. God has plans. God has things in store. I don't have to know them. They don't have to make sense. I know that this this life is not the end. Because I know in heaven, I'm going to live with God. I don't have to fear death. And I know the best is yet to come. And if you've been following in the God nuggets this week, we were looking at Abraham. And he he kept being told, walk faithfully, walk blamelessly. And you'll be rewarded. Your descendants will be many nations. There was times where Abraham and Sarah both looked at God and laughed and said, this ain't going to happen. We're too old. But God has a plan. And when he promises things, they're going to happen. No matter how much we believe or disbelieve, what God says comes true. So why do we do what is right? Because God has promised eternal life for those that follow him. Our rewards are are in heaven, not on this earth, where everything can be destroyed. Our rewards in heaven are not going to be forgotten, never going to be lost. He's waiting for you to answer his call. Do you want to live a life that's going to leave an everlasting impression? Or are you going to continue to chase the wind? Are your rewards here? Or are your rewards in heaven?
He wants to show you that you have a life worth living. And a life with purpose. And passion. And love. And mercy. And grace. Things that this world does nothing about. For those that haven't confessed that the Lord is their God and their Savior, today's the day. Tomorrow you may not wake up. I may not wake up tomorrow. But if I don't wake up tomorrow, I want to know that I want to see each one of you in heaven. And there we'll never be, we'll never be apart. So I ask the Lord, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and know in your heart that God raised him for the dead and you will be saved. There's nothing that you have currently done or are doing that God can't save you from. Please know that the world is what it is, but God has a plan and a purpose. We don't understand it. We don't know why. I'm not going to say I know why. There might be scholarly people that know why, but God didn't give me that wisdom. But before it's too late, make sure your name is written in that book of life. For those of us that are walking faithfully to the Lord, let this be a reminder of where our hearts need to be. We have the eternal gift of life.